Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Although for this episode, uh, we're not going to have that much spoilers because we're going to do our Oscars prediction episode. In the shape of water, she f- a fish. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> hello, gotcha. hello, gotcha. hello. My gotcha. name is Albert. This is Jami. Right. So yeah, we're doing our annual Oscars predictions episode as usual. I think for this episode, we're we're gonna once again just skip the technical stuff that we don't really care we're about. We're not gonna do too sound much. editing. We're not, we're Did not you want to do sound editing? No, who cares? And my only thing, my only caveat for this show is like I like I always say, we should do a one where we 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 pick who will win. And the one we personally feel like it should win, you know what I mean? I think that's I think that's a good approach. Yeah, that, that is still the thing we were we're, cool. we're kind of doing. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start from the top. We want to start from the top. Best picture first. Yeah, why not? Because is it, is it because our, our list is easier to look down that way? Oh well, yeah, also because the website <laughs> I picked, the website I picked has the uh, you know best picture up top. You know Fine, what whatever. We'll, yeah. we'll do that. <laughs> best picture. Okay, on my on, on the predictions episode, the year prediction episode, I said Lady Bird was gonna take it. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. There's no momentum for the movie anymore. Yeah. Like there was in the beginning. So so I don't think I'm going to get that prediction right at all. Uh, right now, I believe the the race is between The Shape of Water, uh, Dunkirk, Get Out, and Three Billboards? It, that, that's questionable. I think Three right. Billboards is now The Dark Horse mm-hmm. along with Lady Bird. But yeah, Shape of Water and Get Out. I think the one that should win is... Actually, I have no idea who should. I, you know what? I, sh- I shouldn't have mentioned that premise because I have no idea who should win. Because to me, I mentioned previously uh, the three one, the three movies I think that would make me happy if they won was Shape of Water, Call Me, uh, no, Shape of Water, Get Out, <laughs> and Lady Bird. Those, yes, those agreed. are the three. Now, agreed. I, I th- you know what? I think Get Out will win for some reason. Yeah, th- yeah. Because I think it's one of those uh, Black Panther effects and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because people <laughs> yes. are still like voting and stuff like that. And I think the vote, the voting coincided with all this positive buzz about the, what do you call it? A, uh, uh, Black Panther. And now Black Panther's out made like a billion dollars like in two days and stuff like that. You right. Know, it has a certain, uh, and one of the side effects or one of the unintentional, unintentional consequence of, uh, of Black Panther is get out. You know, I think people feel good about representation yes. and all that stuff. So I think Get out, we'll win. And you know what? Who I, sh- who I sh- think should win? I'll, I'll go get out. You know what? They're the same thing. That's fine. Um, I think get out will also win, actually. And who I think should win is, oddly enough, if we're going to go with... Get out! Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I really love Three Billboards because Three Billboards is actually quite an ambitious movie in very nuanced ways. So in terms of like a best picture that will stand the test of times, it'll be Get Out. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to say three billboards. No, yeah, it probably will still be Get Out, actually. Yeah. Um, I think Shape of Water is going to get some... F- there's basically, there's this like smear campaign. Oh, smear campaign. Is this smear campaign going on with Shape of Water right now? Oh. Have you heard about that? Uh, the one where they think Caramo Del Toro they, they saw these, these random plays and novellas from like the 1960s and stuff like that. I think they he ripped it off and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and all accounts say that, that he did not do that at all. I thought Weinstein was out. <laughs> What's going on here? Who who picked up uh, who, who picked up Weinstein's strategy? Strategy. Right? <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> who's who's his apprentice? What's going on here? It's like a Seth Lord, Seth situation? Uh, Seth? Is it like a dark, uh, dark uh, apprentice has taken over Weinstein's uh, gig? Yeah, this thing. What's I mean, going on here? I, I think the Shape of Water could have taken it, but yeah, I think the Smear campaign is gonna kill Shape of Water. 
and Get Out has nothing but positive praise for for people saying Get Out should win. So, yeah, yeah, if you were asking like what three four weeks ago when the what what is it the, the Producers Guild or yeah all, all, that, that stuff, all the yeah. other kind of awards it seemed like the Shape of Water had sort of the momentum now you know there's like a monkey wrench in some somebody threw a monkey wrench in the whole Shape of Water thing and stuff like that. So yeah, I honestly I do think Get Out actually might pull it off. Yeah, pull, pull I, off. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't even think that there's gonna be an alternative. I think it really is gonna be Get Out. Right, so let's move on. Uh, best act, let's go. Best actress. Sure. Why not? Is that is that on your list too? Mine goes um, best actor first because my list is sexist. <laughs> well, in that case, we should go best actress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right. So best actress, we got uh, Sally Hawkins, Meryl Streep, Frances McDormand, Mar- Margot Robbie, and Saoirse Ronan. I think we all agree that it was Saoirse Ronan's turn to win, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think she's the one. She's the only one that really has momentum. I mean, yeah, Frances McDormand has a lot of momentum for it. Yes, but um, but I think they're gonna give it to Sersha. I the only downside would be like, oh, she's like what, fifteen years old and stuff like that. She's plenty of she's time. Not fifteen to, years I, old. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. But you know, she's very young. She, that's the only argument against her. She's very young. She'll get it someday. The <laughs> argument against Frances McDormand is she has no Oscar. You know, might wanna might wanna might wanna pass. You know, spread the wealth a little bit. So I think. I think who's going to win it might be Sally Hawkins. Whoa, I th- okay. I think a, ch- a Dark Horse is going to win, but who I think should win, I think would be Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Saoirse Rise with inertia. Yeah, right. I got your inertia right here. <laughs> Saoirse Ronan. I think she should win. But I think uh, Sally Hawkins will win. I think the Dark Horse wins this one. Okay. For me, it's still Saoirse Ronan or Francis McDormand. Who, that will win. That will win, yeah. Who do you think should win? Who do you should like win? More? Who do you like? I I like I still like Sersha. Okay. I think her her role is a lot more like um ah, what's Sally Hawkins learned sign language for that role. Sersha, right? Okay. We 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 they the movie made her attractive and stuff like that. <laughs> oh wow, come on now. What? What come on life? Now. What? <laughs> the mom from Paddington? You're going to you're going to rip on the mom from Paddington? Seriously? <laughs> I'm kidding. She she's a lovely lovely actress. She's really great. Okay. All right. So moving on to uh, best actor. Mm-hmm. Best actor, you got Diane Lewis, Timothy Chalamet, which, by the way, he's like in three movies or four movies from last year. Yeah. He was in Lady Bird. He was in um, that Hostels movie. He was in that one. Uh, what else was he in? Uh, well, call me by your call name. Call me by your name. Yeah. And I think he was. I think he was also in another one. And he also played uh, a young Winston Churchill because everybody played Winston Churchill last year. <laughs> how, how odd is it? It's weird. It's okay, weird. so you got that. Then Daniel Kaluuya, Denzel Washington, and Gary Oldman. So Denzel Washington, we, we said, seemed like the odd man out <laughs> from yeah. the group because no, everybody else like like Denzel Washington. He was good in the movie, but really, you're gonna you know what I him? heard? I heard I heard this theory, and I think it's probably uh, probably true. What happened was. People, people were voting, and they realized, you know what? They really don't want to nominate uh, what's his name, uh, Dave Franco. Uh, no, uh, James Franco. Franco. Like, I don't oh, want to nominate yes, James right. Franco. Yeah. Who, who's 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 after James Franco? Who, who, oh, oh, it's a Washington. Oh yeah, he's a safe choice. You know, he's 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 the male male streep and stuff like that. Let's just nominate Denzel Washington. Yeah, okay. I, that makes sense to me. So originally, I was saying Gary Oldman all the way. He seems to have it all, but the momentum right now really is for Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, so is it, is it though? Is it though? I think so. So my my guess is going to be Tim, Timothy Chalamet. And I usually pick based on our, our premise as who should win. The problem is I haven't seen some of these performances. I really don't right. have a good feel for it. Who I think will win? I'm gonna go with. You know what? I'm gonna go with the whole Black Panther theory. I'm gonna go with Daniel <laughs> Kaluuya. What do you think of that? Good vibes, man. Good vibes. Sure. Why not? So it's, it's vibes. I mean, for me, it's either Chalamet or Oldman. 
Yeah, but I think my second Xiaomi. pick will be Oldman as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you go by that division, Oldman takes it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but but there, there are rumblings out there where people are like saying, hey, remember those past uh, Gary Oldman interviews where he's kind of like, he's, he doesn't have the best history when it comes to like women and sort of the Me Too movement and stuff like that. There's, that's out there too. So, again, I, I don't know. Once again, I'm going purely by momentum and I'm seeing... Chalamet more in uh, in the media on interviews and, or whatnot more than and I that do guy's like fifteen years old he has plenty of time to win an Oscar take take it easy Danny uh, Timothy Chalamet okay. what's next uh, well, what what else what, what's the next actor you want to do uh mine says best supporting actor all right well, uh, so we'll go with best supporting actress then mm-hmm. so as it goes uh you got Leslie Manville for Phantom Tread. Uh, Allison Janney for I Tanya Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird Mary J Blige for Mudbound and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. So I, I already said in the uh, in the previous episode for prediction stuff, Mary J. Blige and Octavia Spencer were the two roles that I think were kind of shoot. They were just thrown into the list. Wow, that seems kind of racist. I, wow, it it does sound like it, but I'm telling you, wow. based on the movies I saw, wow, this I'm very so much look like. I, they were I would just like to be edited out of this. I would like to be edited out of this podcast <laughs> for. I will say this: so I do agree. Octavia Spencer, God bless her. She's she's done this before. I I, yeah. I just. There are more. It's called hidden figures. Yeah, it's like <laughs> she played. Fi- she played her same role for hidden figures and in this help one. and stuff like that. I'd say, come on. I mean, it's a put upon a lady from the past and stuff like. That. Come on, it's come on, man. So she's yeah. she's a great actress. It's no fault of her. It's no fault of her own. But there there are better. There were better performances, better ways to could have gone with this nomination. Yeah. Having said that, I think who will win and I think who should win is uh, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. She's she's terrific. Yeah, she's, that's she's what amazing. I. That's why I think should win Laurie Metcalf. But I think. Alison Janney has a lot of support right now. Sure. So it couldn't even go for both of them. I'm going to go with Laurie Metcalf because um, it'll be a nice combo for having Saoirse and Laurie mm-hmm. uh, win both of their acting roles mm-hmm. for, for Lady Bird. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think Lady Bird is going to get Best Picture any, uh, anymore, but this could be the consolation prize, yeah. having the, the two main reasons to watch Lady Bird get, get their prize. And I think the person, if it's not uh, Laurie Metcalf, I definitely think it's Alison Janney. Alison Janney. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen I, I Tonya yet? No, not yet. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, okay, what, what, so we're going to go with Best Supporting Actor now. You got Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards, Woody Harrison for Three Billboards, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, and Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water. I think who will win is Sam Rockwell because that's the momentum, right? He's, he's basically won all the supporting actors in the, the other award shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that, but I think who should win my pick, even though, uh, to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of these movies, is uh, Richard uh, yep. Uh, Richard Jenkins. Personally, I, I would also vote for Richard Jenkins. He definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sam Rockwell deserves it as well. Uh, and Woody Harrelson, Christopher Plummer, and Willem Dafoe. I'm sorry. I'm not going to talk to Willem Dafoe. Woody Harrelson and Christopher Plummer, as good as they were in their respective movies, I thought they were just thrown into this list. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe, however, very underrated performance in Florida Project, but I believe not enough people saw it to get all the votes for him. Yeah, for him, the nomination was the prize. Yeah, but he was, he was such a he has such a great role in, in the Florida Project. I would love to have seen him won, but momentum is Rockwell or Jenkins. Yeah. And I would love Rachel Jenkins to get it, but I think you're right. A lot of the momentum is going for Sam Rockwell right now. And actually, looking at the list, the only performance I actually saw was, was R- uh, Richard Jenkins. Jenkins. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy. Okay. What, what was that? What's the next thing you want to talk uh, about? Best uh, director. Best director. Okay. So best, but best director, you can kind of skip. To me, the best director should be uh, linked with the best picture winner and stuff like that. Yeah, but they haven't been doing that lately. Yeah, but they should. <laughs> In they my should. head, 
Uh, did she just put the, the combine the two? Let's talk about it anyway. Okay, so so Guillermo del Toro seems like the shoe in right now, but yes. once again, the smear campaign is in effect, yeah. so that might completely change it, and the, and Jordan Peele will just get it almost by default. Yeah. Right. Uh, Greta Gerwig, I would love to see her win it. Sure. Right. But like we said, the movie is relatively straightforward. Mm-hmm. It has some tricks, but not very. The person who really did the the hardest work in terms of direction is Christopher Nolan, technically. Mm-hmm. He should win it just for work. <laughs> but, I, I but, don't know about that. I think everybody worked very, very hard. But I also do feel like uh, one of the strengths of Dunkirk is the editing, editing, editing yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Not that he does not; it's not involved in editing and stuff like that. But I just think I, I think uh, editing is most of it. I think uh, Get Out. I think you get you get a, fu- a fuller range of what a director does because he she's directing obviously the main characters the story and it, but also i mentioned this during the review some of the minor characters their acting and stuff like that was like they gave it 110 percent. you know remember the, the grandmother slash maid you know what i mean yeah the scenes yes. of her and stuff i think it takes a really skilled and really talented director to get that performance out of uh, an act an actress like that so i i i, I uh, as much as i love to know but i think get out Shows a really wide range of of, of directing and stuff like that. No, fair yeah. enough. Like I said, we're we're going by the Black Panther momentum. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele seems to like the shoe in to win sure. best director right now. But like I said, I would love Greta Gerwig to get it, and I would love Guillermo del Toro to get it as well. If he does, it would be like what they say. There'll be like a third straight Spanish director to win a uh, uh, best director or something like that. Oh, seriously? Yeah, well, <laughs> wow. Well, not straight. Wait, wait. Who, who was it last year? Was it Barry Jenkinson win it last year? Right? Because La La Land won best director or something like that. I don't know. Stuff, oh, yeah, you're like, right. Lala and what best director? Yeah, something like that. And then, but, and then uh, yeah. But the Revivant, I think that director won it a couple of times or something. That was well, the year before, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I'm talking about, yeah, consecutive years as far as nominating a Mexican or uh, Oh, you consecutive. Oh, nomination, yeah. not winner. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway. All right, yeah. what's next? Uh, my whole thing is animated feature. Oh, you want to jump to that? Okay. That's what, that's, it's, I'm going by the list I have. All right, go on. Uh, to me, it's just, it's just Coco, though. It's just, it's just Coco. <laughs> oh, so we Loving Vincent. Uh, Ferdinand, the boss baby, oh, yeah. the breadwinner, and Coco. Uh, Coco does seem like the shoe in. Yeah. The pretentious Oscar vote will be Loving Vincent, which I didn't even see. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Right. I heard Ferdinand's fun to watch, and the boss baby's the boss baby. Yeah. Um, the if only... my nephew was voting, he would vote for Ferdinand or boss baby. Probably boss baby. Really? So he liked he those he more liked than Coco? Hmm? He liked those more than Co- than Coco? Well, he's seven years old. He doesn't know what Oscar is. But, you know, but I think he liked <laughs> be- uh, boss baby a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Coco seems like the shoe in. Um, but the Breadwinner, by the way, is on Netflix now, I believe. Is it really? Yeah, I think Breadwinner is on Netflix, so you is can it? actually watch that already. If not, Netflix is Amazon. It's either Amazon Instant, uh, uh, Amazon Prime, or Hulu, or Netflix. Even all I know is it's in a streaming service right now. You don't have to. Yeah, so you can watch the Breadwinner. It's a good movie. Uh, but yeah, Coco is definitely probably going to take it. So, end of story there. Yeah. What's next? Mine goes to animated short, but I think we should probably skip that. Yeah, skip that. Adapted screenplay. All right, sure. Uh, adapted screenplay. We got. Where's my list here? Do 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 do. Uh, Mudbound, disaster art, disaster artist, smallest game, Call Me by Your Name, and Logan. It uh, seemed like all the momentum right now is for Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, but me personally, I would go with uh, uh, who should win. Who should win? I think it's Logan. Okay. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? In the original comic book, it had it had the X Men, it had the what called uh, Hawkeye, it had you know it had uh, you know what I mean? And all this crazy stuff. The fact that they kind of not that not they, it's not even a straight adaptation. It's kind of a cheat. I think what I'm saying is basically my love of comic books actually oversees everything. You know what I mean? It's, it'd be nice to get, give a comic book movie 
uh, a real prestigious award. You know what I mean? The last one we won, I believe, was for Best Supporting Actor, Keith, uh, Keith Ledger, right? Yes. So the fact that I think we should, I think, I think Logan should win. If I was in the Academy, I would also vote for Logan because yeah. of my love for comic books. Yeah. But um, I think technically Molly's game should win. But I really think Call Me By Your Name has all the momentum in the world. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Call Me By Your Name is going to win Best Writing Adapted. Oh my screenplay. God! Imagine, imagine if that wins. I'll be. Did, did I'll we be, ever? Oh, did we ever air our our opinion about Call Me By Your Name on the podcast, or was it off recording? I think I think we recorded it for something. Did we? It's I think fine. it was. I think it was off the recording. My, my okay, here, here, real quick. It's fine. It's okay. It's yeah. not for me. Yeah, a lot of people love Call Me By Your Name, but I'm telling you, it's a good movie. It's a good movie, but it seems like. I just can't relate with it. And it's yeah. not the gay part. It's just the, the love story or just doesn't it? relate to me <laughs> at all. I think we mentioned this. All movie, the main thing a movie does is is for you to be relate to the character. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, you know, you have to you think the character is right or wrong. You, you know what I mean? You can you can relate to Killmonger and stuff like this from last week from uh, Black Panther, right? But things, at some, I'm some level, you have to relate to the character and just we it just couldn't do that with yeah. the call me by your yeah, name. My bias against call me by your name is that it seems like a rich kid's summer love story. Yeah. Yeah, can't relate with that. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's like one of the crux of the movie is like, oh, he falls in love with uh what do you call it? Uh what do you call it? uh with the lone, Arm, with the lone Arm, ranger. Yeah, the lone ranger and his constellation price would have been the French lady. I'm like the Italian lady. It's like, wow, that's win win. Holy cow. Know, right? How can you lose? <laughs> yeah. What's the problem I, I, here, guys? Yeah. What's the problem? Holy yeah. cow! I don't know. I don't know, man. A lot, a, lot, a lot of people love it because it's like the first love thing, the first summer love kind of thing. But I did. I dig that. I dig. I get. I get what he's saying. Just me and Jamie just yeah. can't relate with it. Yeah. Any argument, and it's not the gay thing. It's yeah. the love story. We just can't relate. Any argument, uh, or any people praising it or loving it, and I, my own response is, you're right. But it's, it's just not for me. You know, I appreciate your argument. And I respect your argument, and you know what? On, on some level, I agree. With it, you know what I mean. There's, like I said, when we usually, when we critique movies, it's, we, we none of the critiques I usually have for a movie I can find in, uh, in uh, a common by name. There's no like no giant plot holes. There's no, there's nothing you know I'm against necessarily. You know what I mean? It's just the the just the on a very fundamental level the 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 thing that movie's supposed to do. The, you relating to a movie, I just I just don't have it for this movie. You know what I mean? Yep, same here, same here, same yeah. here. So but once again, we, we respect you if you if you like the movie. Yeah, I don't know why we keep defending ourselves for our opinion, but whatever. Yeah, this goes back to like a whole Seinfeld <laughs> routine. It's not the gay thing, you know what I mean? Not there's anything wrong with that. It's, it seems kind of silly and stuff like that, but it's not. It, it's really, it's really not. It's, it's just, like, it's just not for me and stuff like that. It's like Moonlight all over. Again. Uh, uh, yeah, like it's, I, I, I saw Moonlight relatively close. It's, this sounds like one of those defenses. Oh, I have a black friend too. But you know, <laughs> but the thing is, I saw Moonlight relatively close to when I saw Calling by Your Name. And I love Moonlight. Moonlight, well, I'm like, wow, this is a great, great movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But, you know, so it's not, it's not, it's not the gay thing and stuff like that. It's, it's really not. And, and, and something else we mentioned during the podcast, me me and Albert, we lived through the 80s. The 80s were not, was never that sexy. It was never that good looking. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, come yep. on, man. Where, 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 did this, where did this take place? What's going on here? To be fair, we didn't live in Italy during the 80s, know, so there's what, that. Well, see, if that's your argument, it's like, yeah, we weren't rich enough to live in Italy for like years at a time, apparently. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, my, my, my parents were, 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 were rich enough to live yeah. in Italy. And, and like the family in Columbia name, we had all these servants like, yeah. oh, no, no, we didn't. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. I was like, come on. Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe we should move on. <laughs> Holy. But but I did F a peach, though. I don't know what that means. <laughs> all right. So uh, what? Best original screenplay? I'm going to go with 
two, if these two people win, it would warm my heart. Wait, we be, are doing best original screenplay, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, original screenplay. Best original screenplay. Here we yeah. go. We got Shape of Water, Tree Billboards, Get oh, Out, yeah, sure, sure. The Big Sick, and Lady Bird. And I know you're going to say, I would love to see The Big Sick win it. Yes. Yes. I would love to see The Big Sick win it. Yeah. It would warm my black, black, black heart. <laughs> it would just make, fill me with warmth and joy. And then actually, if uh, second in on that list would be uh, Lady Bird. If Lady Bird wins it, that'd be great too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all honestly, um, in terms of like ambition, there's the big six should get it, Lady Bird should get it. I think three billboards should definitely deserve it. Yeah. But if we go by our all like the best picture also gets the best screenplay, then I guess get out gets it. Yeah. And I think I think there's also a chance where uh whoever um whoever doesn't win best picture might win best original screenplay, you know what I mean? As a consolation prize. You know what I mean? It might be one of those situations, you know what I mean? I really think it's always been tied together, more yeah. so than than, 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 than director. Mm. I really think so. So, and once again, smear campaign for Shape of Water is in effect. So it yeah. looks like it was a shoe in, but it may not. Well, happen they put ha- uh, asterisk by by Guillermo del Toro's name. <laughs> Did he write it though? Did he? Come on, man. I feel so sad for Shape of Water because yeah. I think it really deserved all the accolades, and yeah. and that smear campaign is like it's out there. Ah, yeah, it's so it's, sad, so yeah, sad. Yeah. But like I said, I'm I'm really pulling for the big sick. Yeah, so am I, so am I, so am I. Or Speaking of really pulling for, uh, next on my list is cinematography. Okay. Uh, uh, well, we know what you're going to say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's just go on a list. Cinematography, A Blade Runner, Darkest Hours, Dunkirk, uh, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. All these movies are gorgeous. There's no, I don't think there's a wrong answer here, right? Right. Even right. though I only saw 15 minutes of Mudbound, Mudbound <laughs> it looked gorgeous. The 15 minutes I saw, it yeah, it, yeah, it looked gorgeous. I didn't see Darkest Hour, but can you vouch for it? Yes, I can vouch for it. There was a lot of amazing shots yeah. in it. And for me, and the one I'm pulling for is Roger Deakins. He's a, he's a he's one of the master. He's probably the best cinematographer that that ever lived. I don't think he's getting it, though. Yeah, he's, Just for the fact that I don't think a lot of people saw Blade Blade Runner 2049. He's getting old, man. He's getting old. He might, they might give him to him. He's it's well deserved too. You know, it, it looks gorgeous. That scene where uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, is it Ryan Reynolds? No, it's Ryan uh, Gosling fights first <laughs> Harrison Ford in the Vegas Lounge, and Ve- and Elvis shows up. That's a gorgeous, gorgeous scene. Agreed. And he, it, I think he deserves it. He, he's the one of the best cinematographer. Yeah. One, one of if not the best cinematographer. Yeah, personally, if I was in the Academy, I would vote for Roger Dickens. Yeah, uh, we loved Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It was a gorgeous movie to watch, and it was a good movie overall. I really think this is going to be Dunkirk's thing. Yeah, People love war cinematography, so I think Dunkirk's going to take it. Yeah. Hoyt van Hoytema. And uh, uh, Dunkirk looks great, but the thing is, I've mentioned this during uh, my uh, spiel sometimes. Some, I forgot it was off mic or on mic, but you know, I've seen dozens of uh, World War II movies. You know, I've seen it. I don't think the cinematography here adds anything to it. You know what I mean? I think the last groundbreaking one was probably Saving Private Ryan. Great. I, I don't yeah. think it covers anything new here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it's great, but still. If, if I go by that, Darkest Hours should technically get it more than Dunkirk because there were some incredible, like, um, modern shots of okay. war that you don't normally see in, in war movies. Mm-hmm. So that one probably deserves it more. But I think uh, Dunkirk's probably going to get it. I think the biggest thing for the best thing Dunkirk did was shoot war, but using the 70 millimeter camera and stuff like that. You know, but, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that might lean the uh, voters to go, like, yeah, we'll give him credit for, for taking advantage of that. Yeah, but did, yeah. did a Hateful Eight get any credit for that? I don't think it did. Not that. Oh no, it got it won a uh, best song, a best um, yeah. musical score, I believe. But that's a to me. That's an equipment thing. You know what I mean? It's like you know. It's like come on, man. Do I get credit for flying the newest airplanes and stuff like next that? Next category. It's just, it's just upgrade. What's next category? For me, it's it seems it looks like uh, best documentary feature. 
I think okay, we're, we're, we're going to skip that. Aren't we? I think we're out of things to kind of talk about. <laughs> no, we're, we're, no, we're going to skip sound that. editing, sound mixing, best foreign language, the best film. visual effects. Oh, okay. No, okay, but what, what's what's go, go down your list and see what's next. Uh, it just goes straight down. It would have been would have been a documentary, documentary feature, sh- documentary no, short. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, best live action short film, best foreign film, keep film going. Film editing, film sound. Oh, film editing. Let's film uh, editing, right? Uh, we uh, met, we mentioned Dunkirk earlier. Do you think okay? Based on this, Shape of Water, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Baby Driver again. Yeah. Why does Baby Driver get twice? No, uh, it only has it once on my list. Okay. Probably type on your list. Uh, three billboards and I Tanya. Uh, to me, it's Baby Driver. That's pretty easy. Oh, really? Yeah, I think because of the yeah. melding with music and thing, mm, choreography and stuff like that. I think it's a, I think it's a very difficult movie to edit. But ba- like based that. on what we were saying earlier about Dunkirk, like a lot of credit has to do with the editing. Mm-hmm. I think he might get it just from that fact. But yeah, you're right. I would probably go for Baby Driver yeah. if it was me. And the same logic applies to sound editing too. Sound editing. Uh, the list is Baby Driver. Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi. I think Baby Driver deserves the best sound only. Because the way it, the, mirror, the music mirrors what's going on in the action and on, on uh, what you see, mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it deserves it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree there. Yeah. Um, oh, same thing with sound mixing. I don't know what the difference between sound editing and sound mixing is, but ba- Baby Driver is dominated for sound mixing. But yeah, yeah. I think Baby Driver should, should get these awards. All right. Well, what else is on the list? Uh, production design. You want to talk about that? Beauty and Beast, Blade, Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Shape of Water. Hmm. I'd go with personally. I'd go with a Shape of Water. Hmm. I love the colors in, uh, in Shape of Water. I actually didn't like the the costume and production design for for uh, Beauty and the Beast. Blade Runner is okay, but you know you get I, it. I honestly, I think they're gonna give it to Beauty and the Beast. It is more flashier than Shape of Water. Oh, but here's why I say it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't deserve it. it go it, on. It I think, I think Shape of Water deserves it. But yeah, I think they're gonna give it to Beauty and the Beast. Beauty. Yeah. Who do you think should win, though? I would give it to. If you say Beauty and the Beast, I'm gonna slap you. I'll give it to Beauty and the Beast. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> Literally the worst person. <sighs> think of what all the sets they had to make for that place. Nope. And how fancy it looks. I disagree with one of the two statements you said. Yes, they have to make a lot of uh, a lot of production design because it's their job. God damn, it's their job. And then my other reply is, no, it doesn't look as that they good. had to build a castle as opposed to. An they apartment. didn't really build a castle. You know that, right? They literally didn't make a, build a castle in France. All right, Stop next, it. What else on your list? Stop it. Keep going. Keep going. Original song, Mighty River, uh, Mystery. Did you say Mighty River? Yeah, Mighty. Oh, that's yeah. for Mudbound, huh? Yeah. How dare you? Where is that? Uh, Mystery of Love, Remember Me, Stand Up for Something, and This Is Me. These are, those are your nominations. Who will and who should win? Uh, well, you're going to say Remember Me, right? Yeah, because I have a soul. And I'm saying This Is Me. I think This Is Me has a lot of momentum. Yes. Um, I think it's going to take it. You cannot kick that uh, The Greatest Showman off the top 10 box office list every weekend, man. It's just there. It's just every, there, yeah. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. It's a movie that's going to make $200 million just by making $5 million a, a, a week. Yeah. A weekend. It's, yeah, it's amazing. As they say, it has better legs than Titanic did. Yeah. Although, I like the era where Titanic was released. They're not going to keep Greatest Great Showman in theaters for, for half a year. It's, it's, a, it's remarkable. Yeah. Two remarkable box office stories from last year was actually, three actually, is Wonder Woman, Jumanji and then The Greatest Showman as far as the legs and the longevity and stuff. It's, it's pretty remarkable. But yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it won. But yeah, because people love that movie. Yeah. I, I like the movie. And and um, 
it was actually one of the reasons why I wanted to add a, an extra category in my in my reviews for my Soda Movie blog, because although I had problems in the movie, I liked that movie. So I need, but I, I just could whatever. Different story. Either way, I like the movie. Well, that's well the said. The soundtrack is that's, fantastic. That's one hell of a story. Yeah. Love the that's, soundtrack. That's, that's a great story, man. I have to buy the rights to that story. Next up, what's <laughs> next up? I have uh, hair and makeup. Makeup and hair. No, skip. Uh, costume design? Nope, skip. But I will say this. It should be the Phantom Thread, right? Because that's all the movie's about, right? <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. It'll be a funny thing if it doesn't win, though. Because of exactly what you said. <laughs> come on, man. It's the same problem I had when they didn't give original song to that music thing last year. Sing Street. It's like ridiculous. Visual and and I'll tell you, I think Victoria and Abdul is going to take you it. son of a bitch. Because think about it. Victoria Abdul is very Oscar Beatty yeah. in terms of the costume. It's like an error. It's like a royal... I, I don't have a dog in the, in the fight because I haven't seen either movie. But come on, the Phantom Thread is about costume and making. And I think it'll be funnier oh if my it did God. win because Dan of Davis that. literally became a tailor in that movie. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Victoria Abdul's gonna take it. Son of a bitch. Victoria Abdul seems like the most obvious you Oscar bait son of a bitch. thing for production for costume design. I mean, think. oh my God, Victoria Abdul. Oh my God. Visual effects: Blade Runner, Guardian of the Galaxy, Kong Skull Island, uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi. Uh, War for Planet Apes. I don't think there's a there's a uh, a bad nomination here. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, they're I don't all think so. good. I would give it to Guardians of the Galaxy only because of my bias toward comic movies. And that's it. Guardians you- of the Galaxy actually does deserve the nomination. It is a very gorgeous movie to look at. A lot of a lot of visual effects. Yeah. But I think I think the economy the economy is not going to see it that way. Yeah. They're once again they're pretty. Predictable in a sense. Honestly, they probably forgot about it. It came out in the summer. I honestly, I think what will win is based on what you're saying is uh, Star Wars. That's the thing they just saw. It's like, hey, Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think they'll get it though. Who do you think? Who do you think will get? It? I think they'll. I think. I think this is the part where they're gonna. They're gonna give the Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And the only reason why I say that is because you just said nobody saw it. Yeah, but remember, what's what's the first Blade Runner known for? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Deckard being a robot or not? No, people a say unicorn. <laughs> the look of the future, oh, the yeah. Blade Runner created, blah blah blah, yeah. right? So I think Academy voters are going to think about that and go, "Yeah, let's give it the Blade Runner." <laughs> I think it is that simple. Remember Harrison Force forcing himself on the uh, on on Lady in the first Blade Runner? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, go ahead. But it's, uh, yeah, it's very I, rapey. I think I, I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine is going to take it. I think. Enough. I think I would we, love Star Wars to last year to get it, but. I think Blade for Runner 24 and 9 will I, get it. Me, personally, I think uh, Guardians should win because they're a comic book movie. Yeah. But what I think will win is Star Wars. I wouldn't hate it for for winning because Star Wars has that one spectacular scene with Hordor at the end. It's, it's a great scene. I will give you this. There's been a lot of talk of, how, of the visual look of Star Wars Last Jedi recently. Mm-hmm. So that by itself, if I go by the whole momentum thing, yeah. Last Jedi has the momentum to win yep. this one. And that's all I have. That's all you have? I think that's, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> sure, why not? All right, so those are our predictions for uh, the Academy Awards. We are n- once again, we are not going to do a follow up in this because the follow up will pretty much be the show if you watch the show. So, so yeah, but those are our opinions on who we think should win, will win, blah blah blah. All yeah. right, thanks for listening, Jamming. Where can people find you online? Uh, find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. On my other podcast, the Stuff and Junk Show which we talk about the uh, Olympics, the Winter Olympics, and as well as YouTube TV. Uh, you can also get my uh, I Saw the Movie blog and my comic strip. You can find all that at whowhatworswhy.com. You can send comments to whowhatworswhy at gmail.com, via our Facebook page, or to the website. If you want to show your support, 
just head over to whowhatwhereswhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis, fandom at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com. All right, so we did also watch uh, recently Annihilation. Sorry, Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. And we liked it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, but as we kind of guess, it's very it's it's good because of the mood and the tone of the movie. Yeah, very simple plot, very simple plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, ambitious. I like the sci-fi element to it, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that it has scary moments. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a sequence in the movie that's scariest anything I've seen. You know, it's a it's a bear. It's a zombie bear. It's a zombie bear that 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 screams like your in the voice of your ex yeah. uh, coworker. Your you know someone your 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 partners with and some of like that. That's a really great scene. Yeah. It's a very unnerving movie. Yeah. Like, there was literally a scene, uh, like, the tease in the commercial that I couldn't watch. I'm like, I had to, like, close my eyes because I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. It's still, and, and the, the split second that I did see, haunting. <laughs> it, it, I, still see, I still see it in my head. I'm like, ah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that, that's the kind of thing that, that horror movies are trying to do mm-hmm. to, like, haunt you. And this one, I wouldn't call it a horror movie, mm-hmm. but this succeeded in showing me scenes that are going to haunt me. Yeah, this uh, movie, it's kind of in tradition of, not that it's at this level, but it's in tradition of visual movies like 2001, Tree of Life, uh, these there's certain Russian movies. I think someone online mentioned Tchaikovsky or something like that. Anyway, these are these are movies that, that paint like a mood, an atmosphere and stuff like that. Yep. You know what I mean? It's not that concerned about plot, um, character motivation, you know, knowing a history of, of a character. Even there's hints of it in the movie and stuff like that. It's not worried about any, any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just about a mood, an atmosphere. And it's a real shame that uh, Paramount didn't let it get released in, in theaters internationally. Because this is a movie where if you see it on TV... Uh, it's not the same experience. It's one of those movies where you actually have to see in the theater. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have, it has to be on a big screen. It has to have a nice sound system to it. Because we we haven't mentioned the sound. The sound is sort of incredible. It, it adds to it and stuff like that. And then... You know, it's scary stuff and stuff. You know what I mean? And the bear... Screaming and stuff. It's, it's, it very much is... Like I said, don't worry about the plot. Don't worry about the you know all that stuff. I don't know if it makes any sense to be honest with you, but it's just like I said, it's just a, it, like you said, it's a mood, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling, it's an atmosphere, it's an experience. That, yeah, and, and that atmosphere is dread and yeah. doom and all it, that stuff. It, it wants you to be in a dark theater watching yeah. this in a big screen. Yeah, yeah. I know Jamin texted me after I saw it if it's worth watching in a big screen, and and I was inclined to tell him you could probably watch it at home, but then I, I remembered how I re- reacted to it in the big screen. I'm like, nope, you got to watch it in the big yeah, screen. Yeah, you have to watch it in the, th- in the yeah. theater and stuff. You, need, you really do need a big screen. a big Because a lot of it is just visual. The the, the they, It's not spoiler. They, they, they enter into like a, a alien zone and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it changes the environment and stuff like that. All the colors and all the sound. It's, all, it's, 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 a, whole, it's, a, it's, it's a whole thing. You have to watch it in the theater. Yeah. You just can't, no matter how big your TV is at home, it's not, it's not the same. It's yeah. not going to be the same. Yeah. 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 I'm almost inclined not to watch it at home. And I probably won't. Yeah, I don't think I'll so, watch this again because there's nothing about the plot where it's kind of like, oh, I have to go back and see if I can figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it's kind of like it's very similar to another movie that we recently reviewed, The Cloverfield Paradox. But this is like a better version of that. Yeah. This movie also has mystery boxes where, like John Lee said, the plot, you know, there's mysteries in it and you can kind of try and figure it out. But at the same time, you're just yeah. there for the experience. You know, the, the, there are scientists who get into trouble. Same same thing like Cloverfield Paradox, yeah. but at the same time, it's like okay, well, they, they go through their paces, mm-hmm. and that's all that really matters. Yeah. So yeah, that Cloverfield movie, that movie invites you 
to criticize its plot. You know what I mean? Right. Because that is in the forefront of the movie. This movie is not. It's just not. It's a, it's just a visual thing. It's a, it's, a, it's experience and stuff like that. You know what I mean? If you do want to get into nitty gritty of what the plot is or all that stuff, it's it's there. It's not like we're saying it's not there or it doesn't matter. It's what 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 I thought the movie was. It's basically it, they kind of tell you up front. It's basically if you look at Earth as a as a living organism. And then this meteor that hits it, where the aliens come, is like a cancer, right? It's invade, it's inv- it's invading a host organism, and one of the things it does is like cancer. It divides, but when it divides, it's an imperfect replication, replication, right? So yeah, it, you know what I mean. It's just stuff like that. It's there, and all that stuff is there. There's things where because the, I mean, but like I said, it doesn't really matter. There's a there's a tattoo that's sort of like a MacGuffin that that's that's a lot of characters have, right? At the end of the day, they don't, you, you know what that represents, right? It's the DNA, right? The, no, no, the, it's not the, the helix. No, it actually is it's an army unit. It's an army unit. She was part oh, yeah, of that. Yeah, because yeah, she was part of that army unit. So mm-hmm. that's that's why she also has that tattoo. Right, but the thing is, there are shots where of her in the and She doesn't have that army. That she doesn't have that tattoo. I thought she did. No, that's the point of it. That's the, that's that's the point of it. Nelly oh, that's po- right. That's right. See, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I should ask you if you got it. But the thing, the yeah. point is, like, the, the, these cells are merging and dividing, and it's taking various characters and merging and dividing characters. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's you know what I mean. But do they explain that explicitly? No, because it doesn't really matter and stuff like that. It's like it's just a, it's just a mood. You just get the feeling that something's wrong. You know what I mean? Something something. Uh, it's it's kind of like the the chlorophyll paradox in the sense that it is uh, two things sort of like fighting for it, f- fighting for the same space. You know what I mean? But kind this, of. You know, it's a little bit, you know what I mean? So, so but again, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? And if you do want to pick the plot apart, if if my analogy is right, like this is a cancer kind of an analogy for cancer and all that stuff. The end, I don't like the end where they where they give up, give it up, where they t- where Natalie Portman's eyes start glowing. You know, Michael Jackson thriller? Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. Because that opens up the door like, oh, does that mean everything you've told me up to this point is a lie? It, like none of this happened because when cells and if uh, cells and, and things divide, and it's like you get the memory of of yeah. the of the thing. So wait, so so what happened? What's going on here? Yeah, it's like the unreliable narrative. Thing. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like I think when when she was telling it to to Wong from Doctor Strange, we don't know exactly what she's saying. We're watching this stuff happen, mm-hmm. but we don't know exactly what she told him. Yeah. For all we know, we're watching stuff that she didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. Right, so so we don't know. It's yeah. a, it is. That's the a, only moment yeah. in the movie where I felt like, oh, the studio went in there, tell, told him like, hey, let's just do a a, a, a usual suspect kind of a thing, you know, like, like you know, or like a M Night Shyamalan kind of a thing, you know, what I mean? do that kind of twist. That's the only. Th- I think Alex Garland knows a little bit better. I think in his in his version, he wouldn't have had the the what do you call it. The, the digital effect of the the eyes glowing. He just would, you know, you know what I mean. I don't I, know I, I don't think that. so. Because didn't, didn't he do the same thing with Ex Machina? He left it in a in a scene at the very end that makes you think, oh, what does this mean? You know, kind of thing. Is that the one where? He, wait, how did Ex Machina? Gonna, well, spoilers for Ex Machina, but yeah, but uh, it ended with her being out in the street in the public, right? Remember, and then we don't know where it's gonna go from there. Yeah, but that's totally different. That doesn't that doesn't change everything that came before it, though. This twist changes everything that came before it, though. That's the that's the difference, though. You know what I mean? But Ex Machina also had the same thing, though. What do you mean? There, there's a moment in the movie where you're where you're wondering if this is a dream sequence or if it's actually reality. But does that does the, the ending where she's on the street lead to that question? No, no, though? no. The, the question leads before that. Yeah. So, that's but anyways, saying. but my, my my whole thing with with annihilation that the theme of the movie actually is about assimilation, hmm. because it seemed like uh, there's 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 a scientist who are broken. Coming, going into into the the what do you call that? What do they call that? 
Oh, the shimmer, shimmy? the shimmer, Shim- like these are broken people shimmy, shimmy, because because cha-cha, they're yeah. because their surroundings and their lives kind of like brought them to this point where where they're lost and mm-hmm. you know uh, almost not suicidal but mm-hmm. but they're lost mm-hmm. right. But if like the Borg, if you assimilated everybody understand each other, then they could be better. Is that what? Wait, are you asking? <laughs> what are you telling me? I thought you, this is your theory. This is not my thing. I already said my piece about right, it. Right. You know what I mean? All right. This is been our episode. Again, <laughs> what, it is a good... I mean, it, maybe it's one of those movies we kind of think about afterwards and all that stuff. But at, like, at the end of the day, I think the selling point for the movie is the mood and atmosphere and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Go for that. Exactly. Go, and, go for and the that. reason why we're saying that is because, from what I understand, Alex Garland only read the first book of the trilogy yeah. and he based it on just that. I know, in there, I know there are book readers who are going to go, well, there's information in the book two and three mm-hmm. that kind of contradicts what Alex Garland did with the movie. He doesn't care. He just wanted to make this one movie. Yeah. And that was it. Right? So if you want to dwell more into the mythology, read the books. Read the books because the movie takes a lot of liberties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. This has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who, What, Worse, Why Network. <laughs>